today, I've titled the message, Let God Arise. And uh, over the last two years, uh, I have observed people. Now, I've always been a people watcher. Is there anybody else that's a people watcher? Okay. Um, now, I don't just watch people. I also analyze them. I evaluate them. If I was a, you know, getting paid for it, I could write a, you know, an analysis form and submit that to them and let them know all their problems too, right? Anybody else like that? I could tell them how to you know, fix most of their problems too. Um, and, and probably most of the world would be better off, you know, if they would just listen to me in some of those areas, you know. I know. See, look at that. Miss Jennifer's in agreement. So, um, but one of the things that I, I know that there are probably many of you that probably are, are in agreement with this. I've, I've seen with people, as we look at them, as I look at them, and I've noticed this, their mindsets are moldable. Their mindsets are moldable. You can shape somebody's mindset to whatever you want it to be. Through time. Now, I, I remember back in the day. Now, some of you can't remember this. I understand. We, I got a couple more years than you. Um, but it, it was back in the day where prayer was in the school. And it was thought that they would never be able to take prayer out of the school. But one person was able to do it. Just one. One person was able to rise up, create a movement that removed a valuable piece from our school systems. And it set in motion the shaping of people's minds regarding prayer, regarding God, regarding religion. And, and, and if you look at it so many other areas, it really has affected the entire church because what was happening in that moment was the enemy was coming in and establishing strongholds in the lives of people. And so he was shaping up individuals to control them. And the, he knew that the, the one way to control a large group of people was to get into the school systems. And in order for him to have more of a secure grip on uh, the school systems, he had to get God out, Right? You know, you, you can't have a secure grip if God's there. So he had to get God out. And, uh, and so as I look at those things, I looked at how the enemy began to weave his way into certain aspects of the, our society and shape things. Now, I'm not here to pick a fight with anybody about all these different things, about messages and how those things have been shaped throughout over the last 40 or 50 years. What I'm, what I'm here to tell you is I believe that the mindsets that have been created over the last two years are also intentional. We, we can't see the full ramification of those yet, but I believe they're taking us to a destination that we have to prepare for. And if we are not 
keeping our minds aware of those things, then it will not allow us to be ready for what is next. And so we have to be equipped. We have to be ready for what's coming next. Now, I know this to be true. The one way that we control our mindset is to control what influences our minds, right? Uh, So we have to make sure that we are feeding ourselves with good things, right? Um, When I was first into school um, computer programming, uh, they had the thing garbage in, garbage out, right? For a computer, that a computer can only spit out what it is, is put in. Now that's true about us too. It, we, will, we will spit out what is put into us. It's just, it's going to happen. If you feed this, this computer enough stuff, it's going to spit out whatever you give it. And so if you're always feeding it um, anger and hatred and violence, that's what's going to come out of it. It's just society has proven that to be true. So we have to make sure we control what is going in. Control the influences. And I love that God has given us the ability to control those things. And that's why I, I think that it's so important that we feed ourselves the Word of God daily. You know, that early in the morning do I rise up and seek thee. You know, the first thing in the morning, the, the, the thing that is most important is that we feed ourselves the Word of God. You know, the middle of the day that we feed ourselves the Word of God. That the last thing that we hear is the Word of God. Um, my uh, uh, wife and I at night... Um, have been listening to this uh, audible, audible, uh, audible um, thing, and it just plays all night long. And it's uh, called Pep Talk, and it's um, and it just shares this positive message woven throughout with scripture and different things. But it just, you know, we don't realize how much our subconscious hears this message all night long, and so we're always playing it all night long. It's just going. Because if there's something that I want to be going on in my head, it is this message of potential that God can do. And so I want to shape my mind up for where God wants to take me. That's why I love reading the Psalms. I think so many times David encouraged us because he saw the potential of man. He also understood the challenges. But when I, when I look at Psalm 92, verse 12, he says, But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. The godly will flourish like palm trees. See, the influencer of the godly sets them up for success. The influencer of the godly. Who is the influencer of the godly? Yeah, it wasn't a trick question. (laughs) Thank you, Gene, for picking up on that right away. Thank you, yeah. We, we, We are missing Elaine. She is home sick today. And so please keep Miss Elaine in prayer. If some of you are given to phone calls, give her a call and just let her know you're praying for her because you know that she would be calling you 
um, or sending you a card this week because you were out sick. So it would be great for us to send her lots of cards this week. Um, But uh, the influencer of the godly sets them up for success. God, as we pursue him, sets us up for success. Joel Osteen was uh, talking about this example of a palm tree. He shared that during a storm that the uh, palm tree has this ability to bend in the midst of a storm. And actually, that in the midst of the storm, you would think that the storm is damaging the palm tree, but it doesn't. It actually is strengthening it. This this palm tree is almost bent in half, and rather than damaging it, it's strengthening it. The storm is developing stamina within the palm tree. And so when God says that um, the godly flourish like a palm tree, he's saying, listen, you are going to flourish like a palm tree because as you pursue me, the enemy is going to come at you, but these storms of life are going to develop in you this stamina, this strength that is going to enable you to stand strong. How strong? Well, he goes on, he says, You're going to stand strong like the cedars of Lebanon. That's pretty strong. You're going to grow and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. So we need to understand that as we pursue God, God begins to develop within us this internal strength that enables us to stand and to become strong, the, developing the stamina that allows us to be stronger than we ever thought possible simply because, not because of what was already present inside of us that was part of us, but because of that part of God that we are strengthening within us. Earlier in the book of Psalms, Psalm 68, where I'm going to spend the majority of my time today, Just three verses here, Psalm 68, 1 through 3, it says this. It says, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, let those also who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today, and I pray that as we dive into this passage, Father, open our minds to the full potential that is set before us as we allow you to arise in our lives. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. What a declaration. This word let is used seven times in three words. Do you think God is trying to emphasize something for us in just a short amount of time? It basically is saying Let God arise and stand up in a hostile sense towards His enemies. 
It's saying to let God come on the scene with power and purpose. Not just to show up, but to come with power and purpose. See, our minds must understand what happens when God arises. And how are they going to understand that? Gene, thank you. Tell me. Reading his word. We have to tell him, right? Do we naturally know everything? Now, I know sometimes we think we do. And there are some people think they already know all things. You don't need to tell them anything. But the truth is, we know because we study the Word. And the Word informs us. And the more we get into the Word, it lets us know these things. And so we have to constantly remind ourselves of what the Word of God says. And the more we remind ourselves of it, the more our mind begins to uh, shape itself to these truths. And that's what we have to do. We have to make sure that we remind our minds of the truths of God's Word so that the things that we are being shaped by, the things that we are giving into, are the things of God. This passage to let God arise, this word arise means to stand up or to emerge. So we're basically saying we want God to arise, we want Him to emerge, we want His, His physical presence to be felt in our situation. When? Right now. Now we know that God is, is always present Everywhere, all the time. Part of, part of God's nature is He's omnipresent. He's everywhere, all, in, all at once. Uh, do you realize that the, um, that the power um, and the intensity of God is always the same everywhere? That God's power and presence is, doesn't diminish in one, from one place to the next. It's always the same. There is a constancy of who God is everywhere He is. It's that omnipresence of God. He is everywhere all at once to the same level, to the same degree. He doesn't change. But when we activate His presence, there is something that happens when we call that presence to place in our lives. When we start availing ourselves of the power. Scripture says that, that, that the same power that, that helped Jesus Christ raise from the dead, that it already dwells within us, and it's going to quicken these mortal bodies. It already dwells within us. Now how many of you ever struggled getting out of the bed in the morning? Now, I've been working hard over the last couple days, and, and this morning it was hard to get up. Now, it was hard to get out of bed, but um, Saturday morning, I had like 10 or 12 Charlie horses. Do you know how hard it was to get out of bed when that happened? It wasn't hard at all. It was like I, I'm, it was like I jumped out of bed in pain, but it was like, man, it's like there was a quickening. 
But see, there is a power inside of us that's already there, but we have to activate it, right? The presence is there. God's presence is all around us, but we have to activate it. This verse is saying, let God arise. We have to activate His presence all around us. It's up to us to do that. It's something that is our choice to do. Before I get too far ahead of myself here, because it could easily happen. As I, just as I shared earlier about our mindsets being moldable, shapeable, um, I believe these verses point out two different groups of people. For us, one group acts very negatively towards God rising up, and one very positively towards God rising up. Okay? The, the negative group, when God rises up, it, He rises up and it creates a conflict inside of them. Why? Why is there an immediate conflict inside of them with this negative group? Anyone know? It has a lot to do with control. Anyone else? Fear? Okay. In their hearts... There are, there are things that are going on that are not in alignment with God. So when your heart is not in alignment with God, do you want God to arise? When, when your heart's not in alignment, when your life is not in alignment, the last thing in the world you want is for God to rise up in a situation. There are, there are deep-seated influencers in your life that are, as Linda pointed out, controlling your life. And these seats of control don't want God to be present. And so they're going to do everything they can to avoid you being in a situation where God arises. So when God starts to arise, they're going to influence you to get out. To go somewhere else. Now this other group, they're excited when they see God arising. They actually rejoice. Because the, the influencer of their life is God. And they become excited because they're celebrating that God is becoming the focal point again. They run to God. One group runs away from God. One group runs to God. See, when God arises, whatever is in our hearts will be revealed. It, it, you can't avoid it. It's like this, this bright light is being shine or shown on the situation. And it's going to cover it. I was giving Miss Jennifer a hard time because I was sitting at her desk this last week working. And I'm trying to read some things, and it's like I can't see. And I didn't realize how bad the lighting was in her office. 
So this week I fixed the lighting in her office. And now you can see everything. Kate came in wearing sunglasses. That's my type of good lighting. But when the light is there, it's amazing what you can actually see. You know that's intentional in restaurants that they actually have the lights dim like that. It's, you can't notice imperfections. You can't notice. They say, well, it's for ambiance. Well, it, it may create that at times. But it also means you don't notice all the other mistakes or dirt or other things. There, it, there's an intentionality behind it. it. It's so that some of those other things are not as obvious. <laughs> it's... Isaiah sitting at the kitchen table the other day was talking about because the bright light was shining in through the, the kitchen and, and he, he was seeing all the dust particles in the air. And the bright light will sh- highlight all those dust particles. It's amazing what that light will highlight in your life. You can't avoid it, you know. It, when, the, when God arises, he will reveal things. If your heart is filled with hate and unforgiveness or depression, it will come out. If your heart is filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, it will come out. See, have you met some of those people that have that inside of them? See, the the phrase, let God arise, begins with this simple three-letter word, let. The word let is an action word. It gives God permission. How many of you have ever thought about giving God permission to do anything? (laughs) Giving God permission. Another way to look at the word is that it releases God from confinement. I love that. The more I thought about this, the more I thought about how my own words confine God from doing what He wants to do in my life. Some people would put it this way. We have to either allow God, we have to allow God to speak out or speak into our life in a way to participate in solving our problems. It's like saying to the Lord, go ahead and do what you want to do. It's like that last song we were singing that we were singing in worship. God, just go ahead and do what you want to do. You know, it's easy for us to sing it. It's harder for us to mean it. Because if we actually said, God, do what you want to do and meant every word of it, would we be in a different place some days? (laughs) Would we be further along in life? Would we have accomplished more of our goals? Would we be afraid to cross the, the river? To get out of the boat. How much, how many times are my own words restricting God from doing what He wants? 
The word let is a powerful word, and it's saying, God, do what you want to do. Do your will in my life. Let God arise, the word the scripture says, and let his enemies be scattered. See, God's enemies will be scattered, not the pastor's enemies, not your enemies, God's enemies. The word enemy here is the word adversary. The man or woman who sets themselves against God is his adversary. The man or woman who sets themselves against God is his adversary. Remember Peter? Jesus rebuked him and called him Satan. <laughs> One of his closest disciples said, Get thee behind me, Satan. See, that is anyone who resists God. Anytime you get in the way of God doing what he wants to do, you become an adversary, an enemy of God. Have you ever thought of it that way? Anytime you get in the way of God doing something that he wants to do, you become an adversary of God, an enemy of God. See, for our psalm in 68, um, that was the Canaanite nation. Now, for us today, we're not dealing with the Canaanites. But we may have other problems that arise, other people, other situations. And, and these situations that arise, these people, these, these, these spiritual presence that come against us create conflicts, they create uh, scenarios that make it difficult for us to move forward with the things that God has for us. Many times, um, these situations or these enemies are not seen until God rises up. Our, our verse said that um, in verse number um, 2, it says, um, so let the wicked perish at, at the presence of God. This word perish is this, this concept, it means to be undone with no way of escape. So when God rises up, when believers give God permission, when, when believers, when the church releases God to be who He wants to be, the enemy becomes undone with no way of escape. What a thought process. That God truly could become all that He desires to be if we would simply release Him from the confines that we have put Him in. <laughs> have you ever seen um, someone picking on... <laughs> okay, let me use this scenario. Um, out in the hallway out here. <laughs> Um, Ryan was walking behind uh, Kyle going up steps and he, he bumped Kyle intentionally. <laughs> and there was a, a fun exchange of words out there. And, uh, and, and it's like David and Goliath in one of those moments, you know. Um, but uh, it, it, 
it's like, why are in the, what in the world are you doing messing around with one of those people, you know? Like there are certain, there are certain people you shouldn't get in a hand-to-hand fight with, right? You know, like it would not have been prudent for David, you know, to go hand-to-hand with Goliath. Now, he probably could have done it. He's wrestled a lion and a bear. But he took a stone. David was a smart man. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Ryan kept going up the steps. He didn't sit there getting to a, you know, a, a battle of words with Kyle just standing there with him. You know. And there was laughter. It was a good, fun moment there. But I've seen the, you know, that little barking you know, um, chihuahua there you know, just you know, barking at this you know, huge German shepherd. You know, that just wants to step on it, right? And it's like, you know, what are you, what are you doing messing around with that stuff? You know, what, what are you messing around with that kind of fight? And it directed, and in the midst of this, I was was thinking about Ephesians 6.12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So many times we pick the wrong fight on the wrong day, when all we need to do is just begin to cry out, God, arise. Let God arise and let His enemies be scattered. One last element to highlight from our our verses here. It says, and then let them rejoice before God. Let them rejoice before God. This, This Hebrew word for rejoice, I know some of you are going to think, I'm not ever going to do that. Hey. I'm not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. I'm just the messenger. This Hebrew word for rejoice is used here is to leap or to jump in the presence of God. And and I don't know if I can jump or leap today. But I am thankful that I'm getting closer to it every day. You know? I am thankful that um, He has enabled me to have that mindset that I'm not afraid to rejoice before him. (laughs) Sometimes we have to tell the rest of our body it's okay. (laughs) It's like in the morning, early in the morning will I rise up and seek thee. I don't care if I don't feel like it today. I'm going to rise up and seek him today. I'm in control of this body. It's not in control of me. I don't care what hurts today. I'm getting up and I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to praise God. I'm in control, right? This body is going to obey. And so we just tell it. it. And guess what? I got up this morning. I got a shower. And it did everything I told it to do. And you think, well, you're, you're, you're young. I, some of you can say that. But... But here's the truth. We have to take more control than what we're doing. The psalmist has made this clear when you read throughout the book of Psalms. 
He says our physical bodies want to give expression by what it can do. There's multiple instances throughout the Psalms about our physical bodies wanting to give God glory. From moving to leaping to dancing to shaking (laughs) to whatever you can do. I'm not here to prescribe your method of rejoicing. I'm just saying, listen, God has put within you something that your body wants to give expression. Just let it go. Let it go. Let God be God in your life. Let him become all that he wants to be. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. This word exceedingly doesn't mean just cautiously or just in in a minor capacity. It means in abundant measure. Let God arise in your life, church. I don't know what you got going on right now. But I know this. A good God arising will help fix a lot of problems. And you get to choose it. You get to determine what level of God rising up in your life you have. What level of influence and the godly and the godly and the godly will rise up like palm trees. You know? God wants us to stand strong in the midst of the storm because we have been developed with a level of stamina and strength that when the storms of life come, they may bend us, but they don't break us. And we become strong like the cedars of Lebanon. Let God arise in your life, church. Let's pray. Gracious God, we are thankful for your presence today and we're thankful for how you continue to show up in our lives there are so many things that are going on all around us every day there are situations that are happening outside of our control and yet we still have the ability to rise up today and say Today, God, I will let you arise and let your enemies be scattered. I will not stand in your way. And I know that anything that tries to stand in your way of you accomplishing what your plan is for my life has to flee when I let you arise. So today, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that your presence is powerful. And that my determination to let you arise activates the power that is already present all around me. 
And so today, Lord, I thank you for all that you have provided for me. I thank you for your love and your presence. And today I pray your blessing. Help us to move from here into a place of walking in the fulfillment of your word in our lives, that the influencers of our life will be the things of your word and how it shapes us into who we are and who you want us to be. We thank you for this in your precious name. Amen. This time, uh, we are going to wait upon you for our morning tithes and offering. I want to thank you for all your prayers for this week. Uh, today at 2 o'clock, we will have our uh, memorial service today for uh, my father-in-law. It's a, uh, been a, a tremendous time of celebration uh, through this, uh, this last week and uh, just time of fellowship with family and great to have uh, uh, mom and uh, Aunt Sherry up here with us and uh, uh, Bill. And so uh, we've got more family that will be coming in throughout the day, but I just appreciate all you that have been helpful. Thank you, Aubrey, for bringing that up here, you know. She probably brought, you know, wrote me a letter, you know. I'm working on her. So, all righty. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. We pray your blessing on this offering. We pray your provision uh, for each life, each family, Father. And uh, we just thank you for all you're doing. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Remind you again for the um, family fun day coming up. If you have any questions, see Miss Ruth. If you have any jarts, please talk to Miss Ruth. And um, your other lawn games, we just need them for that day. Um, uh, or you can bring them in the week before, and you know that way we can get them ready there or whatever. But uh, anyways, just start getting prepared. We're only a few weeks out. So, all right, God bless you all. Love on one another.